You're listening to The Marn Report. Hey, hey, Ford Stewart. It's Kevin Larson coming at you with this edition of The Marn Report. I am joined by several folks today here in our lovely sound booth. With me is my fellow co-worker and brand new Army civilian, Army fellow. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. My name is Brian Lyon. And I am joined, we are joined, by Timothy Still and Trayvon Sanders. They are fire inspectors here on Fort Stewart. They work at the Fort Stewart Hunter Army Airfield Fire Emergency Services. They're here to talk to us today about holiday fire safety. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us here in our lovely sound booth. Absolutely. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Fort Stewart, everyone else. So let's kick things off with, obviously, holiday season. It's a busy time of year for everybody, shopping, whatnot, cooking, all the things that go with holidays. How busy is it for you guys, the firefighters, firemen and women out there, keeping us safe from the hot stuff? Well, the, the truth is it does get busier. It's honestly, a lot of times, it's not even for what you think it is. It's kids are out of school and kids get bored. I know uh, last year we uh, had a problem with uh, kids starting fires. Yeah, subdivisions out here on Fort Stewart. So it's, it's really, I guess, it could be the holidays keep us busy, plus kids getting bored keep us busy. Wow. So anything to add to that, uh, Mr. Sanders, about kids being bored? Yeah, <laughs> open area fires. You know, just We've had situations where the housing areas, the kids go out in the woods, and they just say, well, we're going to make a campfire. And they find all kinds of stuff, and it's, it's not a great idea, but they don't understand the mechanics of fire. It's dry, it's going to burn. And then we get the calls. So trying to keep the kids engaged through the holidays and many activities they have going on around base, exercise your rights being on base because it's a lot going on. MWR, they have a large program, large amount of programs uh, to keep the kids busy. So, yeah. So, kids, if you're listening, redirect your firebug energies to something constructive like going to a tree lighting hosted by our MWR folks and other fun events in and around the communities. So... It is the holiday season. I myself, I, I have gone to the way of the artificial tree. It, it hurts my German heritage very much, but it's easier to do, easier to take care of. But what about those people that still cling to that tradition of having a real tree for Christmas? Are there any safety tips to worry about with a Christmas tree that's alive? Well, absolutely. They are wood. They are very flammable. Disposal of your tree, you know, maintaining the tree while it's being lit, making sure that it's not uh, dried out, you know, you have to keep water on those things. And then after the season passes, make sure you dispose of that thing properly. Don't just let it sit in the living room because it's so pretty, you know, it's just kindling, waiting to light up. Yeah, and to go along with that, do you know if there's any safety tips you can give us as far as kitchen, pets, children for this holiday season as well? First off, we always like to stress it. You know, it is the holidays, but if you're, if you're going to drink, probably shouldn't be cooking. I, I know that's a hard thing to throw out there and probably nobody's going to listen. So we just move on from that and say, uh, if you're, if you're doing any type of cooking in that kitchen, try not to leave the kitchen, but if you're doing simmering or any type of, you know, roasting or anything, just sometimes good. We have all these smartphones, you know, we can set up timers and just kind of remind us, Hey, we got something going on in the kitchen. Another good thing I want to throw in there. All the families are there. We're cooking everything. All the kids are there. Some people bring their animals. Keep them out of the kitchen. Make it like a kid and pet free zone. Absolutely. Uh, reason is trip hazards, pets, they just, they love on you. So they want to be where you are. So just be mindful of carrying pots. We don't want anything to hot get on the kids or the pets. And then you got to think about the uh, possible pans on fire. 
you know, stovetop fires. You got to think about curtains uh, that are around the stoves, the countertops, and things that are on the countertops. You got to think about how to put that fire out. Easiest way is not throwing water on it. Uh, it's just covering it up with a pot. I mean, a pot lid. I'm sorry. Covering it up with a pot lid. You take the air away from it, and that'll can you know consume the fire. If the oven, there's a fire in the oven. Close the oven. Cut the power. You know, simple things like that. That when we panic many a times, we're not in our right mind. So just being aware, making sure your fire extinguisher is at the edge of the kitchen, not next to the stove. Because if the stove is on fire, you're not going to get access to that fire extinguisher. So just be mindful of the location of your fire extinguisher as well. That's an absolutely valid point. And something Please. to add to that is uh, something as simple as keeping your all your pots and pans, all the handles turned in so nobody can knock them off. You know, just, just simple things like that. Right, and, and back to that tip about the oven. If your oven, whatever you're baking inside of it, is on fire, you're not supposed to open the oven until the flames are extinguished, right? Until you don't see any fire anymore, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Many of times when you open the oven, the fire just blazes up a little more and it gets even more scary. Uh, out of curiosity, we open it up just to see, but when you starve it of oxygen, you're actually controlling the fire and also oh, absolutely get out and call 911, so. So yeah, it looks scary. Your oven's on fire inside. Don't do the natural thing of, oh my gosh, let me let me look and see what I can do. Keep it closed. Let the fire go out on its own. Yeah, let's put it on the gram. No, don't do that. <laughs> Good advice. All right, we'll take a quick break here for some important messages. If you or someone you know needs crisis support, dial 988. This three-digit dialing code connects directly to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, where compassionate, accessible care and support is available for anyone experiencing mental health-related distress. The 988 Lifeline helps thousands of people struggling to overcome suicidal crises or mental health-related distress every day. There is hope. Call or text 988 today. And we're back. We are here with Timothy Still and Trayvon Sanders, two fire inspectors from our Fort Stewart Hunter Army Airfield Fire Emergency Services to talk to us about holiday fire safety tips. Brian, you've got the next question for him. So what we know is turkeys are a fan favorite in the house. Can you give us any tips on cooking, disposing, going about that process? Well, we should all have a method to dispose of oil, and I'm going to go into the fried turkey portion of this because it's becoming a favorite as time has gone on with the capacity of fryers. I mean, you can be able to put them on top of uh, counters now instead of being outside. So my suggestion is fry your turkey outside the house, making sure you're following the manufacturer's suggested use. Don't overfill it with oil because you think it's going to be better. Um, making sure that when you have those things away from the, the house, I mean, that the overhead cover, like the trees, overhangs so the leaves making sure that those things don't catch on fire um, away from your house because of your soffits we don't want that thing to flame up and it gets up in your attic so the reason we say keep it away from your house is about 15 feet is the good rule of thumb if you have it on a deck you, you still have the hazard of the wood burning so just being mindful when you look at the situation as far as wanting to get the, the, the fried turkey don't just focus on the, the goodness and the taste of the turkey you know look at the other things as far as the threats that are possible and then we once again outside in the yard kids and pets be careful all right now we've got one other fun question for you gentlemen what's your favorite christmas present pie um <laughs> i like pie and and cupcakes if if, oh if, if you can't hear the smile <laughs> on trayvon sanders face you are 
not able to hear. He okay. his smile was large when he said pie. Oh yeah, I, got, I like pie like Bubba got shrimp. Yeah, <laughs> like quiche, <laughs> take apple pie, cherry pie, blackberry pie, cupcakes, uh, red velvet. You can think about yellow cupcakes with the chocolate frosting. Uh, come on now, we sprinkle cupcakes without sprinkles. We got it all. The man loves his baked goods. What about you? <laughs> well, I want to change up because I was actually going to go the food route. I mean, it's probably the best part of Christmas, but the Absolutely. real best part of Christmas for me would be two parts. Because one, it's an opportunity to hang around friends and family you don't get to see all year. We all lead these busy lives. Oh yeah. And the uh, part two would be when they leave. You know, I'm, like at some point, you know how it is when they start talking politics, like it's, it's oh, it's been a good Christmas, it's time to go. So that, that's a real blessing. Absolutely. Brian, you want to close us out with the final question? Yes, uh, thank you guys for your time. I would just say, is there anything else you would like to add to help people out during this time, whether it's safety tip, rule of thumb, just anything we haven't spoke on today? Yeah, it's in reference to all of those people out there who, who don't think that uh, Santa's real. And uh, I happen to know that there's someone on base who has a spe specific, special relationship with Santa Claus. Uh, Colonel Austin, Garrison Commander, knows Santa Claus personally. So please, when you see him, tell him what you want for Christmas. He'll get the message to Santa for you. I mean, literally the fastest. Find out where he is, get a hold of him. Literally, he has a straight connection to Santa. I feel like we're on the wrong end of a prank here, but <laughs> it's part of the holiday season. We'll let it go. So, gentlemen, thanks for joining me and Brian here on our Marn Report podcast. I'm Kevin Larson. And I'm Brian Lund. And thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys on the flip side. All right, Fort Stewart. Fort Stewart and Hunter Army Airfield visitors are now eligible to pre-register for visitor passes online through the Army's AIE Secure Web Portal. Simply visit pass.aie.army.mil and follow the steps to submit your info. If all checks are cleared, the visitor will receive a custom text message with pass approval notifications, as well as a pass start and end dates. The visitor can pick up their pass from the Visitor Control Center through one of the self-service kiosks or use his or her driver's license for access.